Before the Camarilla, the Sabbat, and even before what we today refer to as the Anarchs, there was the Anarch Revolt. This momentous conflict completely reshaped the vampire society and set countless events in motion, ultimately ending with the formation of the Camarilla and the subsequent founding of the Sabbat, who consider themselves the spiritual heirs of the original Anarchs. While general consensus amongst kindred is that the revolution truly started with Patricia Bolingbroke, later known as Tyler, and her Diablerie of Hardestat in 1395, this was merely the spark that lit the flames of war. The Tremere and the Tsimitsi were fighting in Transylvania, the Tsimitsi taking a personal slight at the theft of their vampirism by the warlocks, and the Tremere wanting in on the ancient magics permitting the Carpathians. But besides the Tremere, the Tsimitsi also hated each other. They warred for many reasons, but the biggest divide of the clan was between the Koldunic Tsimitsi of the Carpathians and the Dracon and his Oberch's line of revenants in Constantinople, something we will cover more in a future video. Because of the Inquisition, which had come to realize that the vampires or Cainites were walking among them, exploiting the mortal institutions for their own gains, as well as the waves of plagues invading Mongols and Ottomans, the Cainites of Europe were hard-pressed, as any neonates who survived being thrown to the wolves by their sires harbored a deep grudge for their ill-treatment. But let us return to the Bruja. Even before Tyler, the Bruja of Romania despised the Ventru of Rome and the Tsimitsi. Dominic, a Bruja warlord, fought tooth and nail against all those he considered enemies, and he and his clan cut a bloody swath through the area. By the turn of the 13th century, this movement had spread widely as young Cainites flocked to the idea of revolution, eventually turning upon their own clans as well and calling themselves anti-tribe, or anti-tribu. These anti-tribu were often of Tsimitsi, Ventru and even Nosferatu, and they, more than the Bruja, struck back against their cruel and monstrous sires. In 1381, a young peasant woman took part in a revolt against the local nobility in England, ultimately ending with the assassination of the Bishop of Canterbury. While the revolt itself eventually fizzled out, Patricia Bolingbroke was arrested and imprisoned, awaiting execution. A bruja named Robin Leland approached her in her cell and offered her immortality, if she swore to dedicate herself to the cause of justice. Patricia did, taking the name of her former leader and lover, Tyler, to honor his memory. Tyler traveled to Spain, where she attended a gathering hosted by Hardestat, an influential Ventru, where the formation of the Camarilla was proposed, on the basis that it would cement Canaan influence and subjugate the mortals once more. Disgusted by this proposal, Tyler left the meeting, and when next she met the Ventru, it was in battle. She led the attack on Hardestat's keep and performed the Amaranth on him. What became of her after that we will cover in another video, but this event certainly acted like a focus point of the entire movement. She had done what many neonates had dreamed of. She had shown that with enough conviction and bodies, even the mightiest elders could be laid low. The revolt gained traction fast, mainly because the elders had never seen anything like this before. The elders fell into disarray, and before long the momentum of the movement was nigh unstoppable. It spread throughout Europe, but primarily in Spain, Italy, and in the Carpathians. The Anarch Revolt was not without its problems, however, and while many elders fell, even more fledglings, neonates, and Ancilla did, victims to their sire's traps, cunning, and power. 
Many of the clans also still suffered from inter-clan distrust, and potential allies were spurred in fear that they were aiding the more influential elders to garner favors and rewards. The Banu Hakim at this time saw in this conflict an opportunity to sow further chaos amongst the European Canaanites, and many were the princes and elders who fell to their blades and were drained dry. But not just that, they also helped the nascent anarch movement with instructions and training. In modern terms, they would be considered military advisors, in a sense. Many of these Banu Hakim aided the anarchs thanks to Gratiano de Veronese, an anarch leader of Clan La Sombra, and the one who slew the La Sombra antediluvian. Gratiano was the child of the antediluvian, but he held no love for his sire. Instead, when the time was right, and emboldened by Tyler's example, he planned for several human generations the murder of the clan founder. Even though he was at a unique position to do it, it still proved to be an almost impossible task to destroy the opposition and descend to the crypt of the eldest, who however offered no resistance. Indeed, as Gratiano drained his sire at the end of the 15th century, the ancient being did not even stir, and as the act finished it dissolved into a black, greasy ash. Gratiano himself, despite this feat, denied any requests for him to rule in the eldest stead, claiming instead that all La Sombra would be free to choose their calling from that day hence. Whatever La Sombra resistance remained at that point crumbled with the death of the antediluvian, and they either joined the anarch movement or fled like animals, hiding from their enraged Chiler. Gratiano was a brilliant strategist and politician, and with his help the anarch movement was further coordinated into an efficient fighting force. Through interrogation and with the aid of the Banu Hakim and their blood sorcery, the location of Elder's havens were retrieved from Ancilla prisoners, and one by one the Elders were laid low by the Anarchs. Meanwhile, the Tsimitsi neonates had suffered enough. Through unknown means, two fiends named Velia and Lugoi had discovered a method of breaking the blood bond to their Elders. This ritual quickly became what is today known as the Valdery, the rite that binds vampires who perform it together as a form of communal blood bond. At Simitsi Methuselah, Lambach Ruthven used his powerful blood in the ritual to help overpower that of the elders. With the bond broken, the elders lost their iron grip on their childer, and the Transylvanian lands ran grey with vampire ashes. Merely a few years after the death of the La Sombra Antediluvian, Lugoi and his allies uncovered the resting body of the Tsimitsi Antediluvian, and it too was destroyed. Once the deed was done, just like with the La Sombra, the remaining voivodes lost their spirit and they either surrendered or fled. Realizing that their own lands were now ripe for the taking by the Tremere and their other enemies, mortal or not, who had been watching the fighting with great interest, Many of the fiends decided to head west, further into Europe. There they discovered that the revolutions in Italy and Spain were still going on, but the momentum was waning. However, the addition of the Tsimitsi forces and their Valdery ritual changed everything. In a night, young Canaanites from every clan joined the Anarch Revolt with the promise of freedom from their bonds to their elders. Old rivalries were put aside, much thanks to the binding effect of the Valdery, and the movement seemed nigh unstoppable, and many elders now came to distrust every neonate simply because of their generation and age. This violent development was impossible to hide from the mortal world. The Inquisition had been active for a time, hounding the Canaanites, 
But as vampires became less concerned with hiding their activities, the church took note, and by 1484, the Pope released De Sumis Desiderantes Affectibu, a papal bull against witchcraft, but also specifically targeting vampires, and the anarch movement by far suffered the brunt of it. As it is said that in 1500, a strong majority of Cainites who had been in existence in the 1350s had by then faced final death, either due to mortal interference or vampiric infighting. The Inquisition made no difference the devils they fought, and the Anarchs were not nearly as good at hiding their true natures as the Elders were. All across Europe, fires burned bright as staked vampire upon staked vampire were thrown on pyres, their ashes darkening the sky. The Society of Leopold, who had long been hunting all supernatural threats to humanity, saw great growth during this time, and they methodically hunted down and exterminated any vampires they could find. And at the end of the 15th century, the Camarilla was gaining approval amongst the elders of Europe, and the Anarchs were slowly losing ground. Transylvania and the Carpathians were increasingly lost to the fiends, who had little resources left to stave off invaders, and the Inquisition was also aided by many elders who retained influence in the church and thus directed them against their enemies. It came to be, then, that an invitation was sent to representatives of every clan to attend a meeting where terms for a peace settlement would be laid out. The proposed location was the Abbey of the Sacred Crown, near the small English village of Thorns. I would like to thank my ancillae Edward Reed and Colin Gifford, as well as my loyal neonates, for their continued support. And thank you for listening. Be careful out there, for the fire of the Inquisition burns ever bright.